stay bout it. I'm not pouting. Break through walls and climb it mountains if you want it. Scream it loud. What's up, superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy and be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hey, what's up, legends? Welcome to another episode. I want to ask you something. Did you have a goal, ambition, maybe an objective of some sorts for 2021 that's already gone balls up? Now, I reckon there's a high probability that the majority of listeners will relate to that, whether that's a workout in the gym you wanted to be able to perform that you've fallen short on or a routine. Something in your fitness, perhaps, maybe it's a diet, could have been a business you wanted to start, you promised you would, you told yourself you would and those around you and you've fucking fallen short. Maybe it is an existing business that you operate or work in that you want to go to the next level and you just haven't done so. Or it could just be a type of person you want to show up as, maybe build some habits into your routine, your lifestyle, maybe cultivate new relationships that you just haven't done. I reckon there's a high chance that a lot of you listening can relate to that. I know I sure can. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to have done already for this year, and it seems to be a repetitive cycle, right? Each calendar year comes around, we set these lofty goals, and we and we can fall short. Now, the good news is we can do something about it, and the good news is you're not fucking broken. You're a human being, and there's very real reasons why you may potentially be falling short. Now, I've been reflecting on this for, for quite a bit. The last couple of weeks, I've done a deep dive into some of the research, the science, and also a real analysis of my own, I guess, journey, my life experience I want to share with you guys, which um, from some of the feedback from you guys, I really appreciate it's been that, uh, you know, you often like those reflections or insights from my from my own journey. So I want to share some of those today. Now, listen, I don't have all the answers, of course, but if you can relate to what I'm starting with here in the intro in terms of falling short on goals and you want to change that, you want to rectify that. And you want to be someone who sets an intention, objective, and you fucking get it done, then hopefully some of what I share can be really helpful. I've got uh, six ideas here that I want you to sit with, and then a very practical exercise on how to, I guess, develop each one. I'm going to try and keep it short and sharp. It's really just whetting the appetite a bit for you to dive into your continued research and learning. If you've got any queries, hit me up. But again, I don't have all the answers. Just some stuff here I think is really fucking powerful. I hope you guys vibe it. All right. So six ways that we can stick to the goals that we set. The first piece is around identity. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Ask that question, reflect on it deeply. Now, I talk a lot about identity on this platform. Some of the stuff that I'm working on in the future, we're going to move very specifically into that lane. Uh, We are all governed by this sense of who we think we are in addition to how we think others see us, right? So it's this interesting duality of this, of the human drive to act in congruence with how we see ourselves, right? So there's this very real limit, this figurative limit on 
what we can achieve based on how we see ourselves, right? What current skill set do we think we have? What kind of person do we think we show up as? What is our capacity, our potential, right? And that conversation could get really broad, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Limiting beliefs are so rife in all of us, and that is the first place to start if you're falling short on some of the goals that you're reaching. You probably see yourself as someone who cannot achieve those goals, and we'll, we'll talk a bit more about this in a moment, but that is one piece to identity. The other one, it's a quote that I love by Jay Shetty. He often shares the idea that I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. So whilst humans have this need to act in congruence with how they see themselves, they do also have this need to act in congruence with how the society around them, the peer circle sees them. I'm sure you can relate. You potentially show up in different ways around certain friends, around family, and certainly on your lonesome. Perhaps on your lonesome, you don't execute well, your confidence is really low, and then that ties back in to the identity we have for ourselves. So you can see how those ideas relate. So the question then becomes, well, what do you do about it? If you currently, and it could very well be self-conscious, something that's not on the surface, and this is why I always encourage journaling, meditation, conversations with good people to bring this stuff to the surface, but those limiting beliefs will govern your performance moving forward. The other five tips and ideas I want to share are almost pointless unless we get this identity piece right, okay? We need to fall in love with ourselves in the right way and be super, super rock solid confident with how we see ourselves. So what do you do? Got a few ideas here. The first one is to journal, of course. Journal daily. What skills do you want to have? How do you want to show up? Not what you currently have or how you currently show up or what you think others will think of you, but who the fuck do you want to be? And let's start changing the conversation around discovering ourselves like it's lying dormant under a pillow or out in the wilderness somewhere and change it to this idea that we can build ourselves. We can architect this new identity of who we are over time, of course, and that can become really, really powerful. Imagine if you woke up tomorrow and rather than be crippled by self-doubt and this idea of who you think you are right now, the current limitations, the current skill set you feel like you have. Imagine if you woke up tomorrow and that was completely different. You had rock solid confidence in your ability to see things through, your ability to start a business, to get fit, to stick to a routine or a diet. You saw yourself as a disciplined person, not as an undisciplined person. Now, granted, there's some work to do, but just for a second, indulge me. What if you did wake up like that tomorrow morning? How do you think that would translate to performance? there's probably a high chance you'd actually see through some of these goals that we're falling short on. So that's the first idea is to start getting clear. That clarity is really powerful. We'll touch on more on that in a moment, but journal every fucking day. Who do you want to be? What skills do you want to have? How do you want to show up? How do you want people to see you? How do you want to see yourself when you're staring nakedly at your inadequacies in the mirror? What do you want? That clarity is really important and foundational. And then let's start to build it. So the second exercise I want you to do after you've reflected on that is to shift our language. Tell people what you're doing and how you are the kind of person that, fill in the blank, I'm the kind of person that follows through on goals. Now, if you want to start a business, you want to become more charismatic, more convincing, more persuasive with you know your sales if you're in that kind of environment, maybe you just want to be a better mom, better dad, a more, a more social person, maybe you just want to be someone that's really disciplined. And when you say you're going to stick to a diet, you do. Start changing the language to, I'm the kind of person that, to yourself and to others around you. That's really important. Language shifts our psychology. It's a very practical tool, okay? So start changing the narrative to I'm the kind of person that, fill in the blank, whatever is important to you. If you have any success with that, 
hit me up. I want to know. But that's been fucking monumental for me is just shifting the language, not being braggadocious and high, suggesting I'm at one level or standard of performance when I'm not yeah, that. No, but it might look something like I'm the kind of person that does what I say I will do. I'm the kind of person that even when the excitement has worn off and the honeymoon phase of setting a goal has left, I'm the kind of person that has the resilience to push through and get the job done. I'm the kind of person that starts saying it at every opportunity and that language will shift our psychology and start to rebuild a new identity. And then the third exercise is looks a little bit more abstract, but where possible, build our self-image around our willingness to learn, not our, car- our current capabilities. Very often people will start... I mean, fitness is such an easy parallel to draw to every other arena of life, but so many people, uh, at least from my experience and what I see, and I'm sure you might be able to relate or know someone who can, start a fitness regime wanting to get fit, to look a certain way, to get abs, to tone their ass, whatever their goal or objective is, but they get two, three, four weeks into it, the honeymoon phase has worn off and their body hasn't shifted and their self-esteem is still wrapped around how they fucking look or it could be wrapped around how well they can show up in the gym or in the running track or whatever it might be that they're working towards and they haven't quite reached this level that they feel like they should be at or they see others around them and they stop because their confidence is wrapped around their performance level, not their willingness to learn. Imagine if you built your self-image around your willingness to show up, to learn, to get better over time. It's fucking anti-fragile. No one can take that away from you because someone says you're this, you're that, you're fat, you're unfit, you're dumb, that business is stupid. You can either learn from that or you can put it aside if there's no value in it, but your confidence, your self-image is intact. So there's three practical ways to start building a new empowering sense of identity. Once you've got that, you can see how you'll start to follow through on the goals that we set. The second idea is the law of inertia. Newton's, was it first, second, or third law? One of the three. Can't remember my year nine physics class, but law of inertia. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay in rest. Now, if you trialed something, you started working towards your goals and coming back to the honeymoon phase, perhaps that's subsided. The reality is you may have not put in enough work to cultivate the habits or to build a level of momentum. And you stop, maybe for a day, maybe for two, maybe for a week. And man, once you've stopped for a week, it's fucking hard. The activation energy required to get back into that output, if you will, is really challenging. Whereas if you're already in momentum, this is literally a law of physics and the same applies to us working towards our goals. If we're in motion, it's easier to stay in motion. If you're stop, start, stop, start, stop, start and requiring the activation energy each time, that is a tough road, a very tough road to see through your goals. Okay, so stay in momentum. So practically, what do you do about it? Have something daily, not every couple of days, not every week, something daily. We'll talk about uh, reverse engineering in a moment. That's doable. That's achievable. Gets us out of our comfort zone a little bit, and that's in service of the grander goal. But daily and fucking do it daily, right? It doesn't have to be a two, three-hour thing. Whatever's easy enough to get actioned, um, but enough to actually move the needle in whatever's important to you right? That daily goal, tick it off every day and keep the momentum because then you can pivot and adjust from there. It's easy to take on the bigger projects, the bigger advancements in whatever you're working towards once you're in flow, once you're in motion. The third idea is to get insane levels of clarity, okay? If there's a fogginess to why you're doing something, you just will not do it, okay? We need to reverse engineer from the macro 
to put into actionable steps for the micro. This is something that I struggle with a lot. I've got a lot of different ideas, things I want to do, easily excited by different projects and what have you, and you may relate to that too. But clarity for the macro, so the grand goal, how do you want to look in that fitness routine at the end of it or that diet or that business? What the fuck does it look like? How many employees? How much sales? How do you feel every morning when you wake up? What do your customers look like? What's the product or service look like? What do your relationships look like if that's important to you? There's so many different examples, of course, but that clarity of what the grand goal is can then be broken down to the micro to have, again, daily actionable steps. So the exercise for you is to get clear on the macro, what's actually important. And if you can't connect it, well, then stop fucking doing shit. <laughs> so you see a lot of us, and I've fallen victim to this so many times over the years of doing all these things because I quote, unquote, see other people doing it or think it's the right thing to do. We should only ever do anything if it moves us in the direction of fulfillment. And sometimes setting a goal helps us do that, the progress and the process itself, and sometimes the achievement, the attainment of whatever we're working towards. But fulfillment's the North Star, right? So stop doing shit if it's not actually important. Do the exercise of identifying what is actually important in the grand scheme of things. Reverse engineer from that. Now you've got a blueprint for what to do daily. So you stop doing wishy-washy random things in service of your goal. It's something very specific that works and adds up to the grand goal. The fourth idea is to emotionally connect to the reason for doing it. Just following on or piggybacking on from what we're just talking about. Listen, your human brain will only ever allow you to do anything if it's to avoid pain or gain pleasure, right? You need one of those things to be potent enough to have the motivation is how I would describe that, right? A reason for doing something, it's as simple as all motivation is, needs to be strong enough more so than your reptilian brain wants to chill, right? If you trace back our ancestry, there's a real need to conserve calories. That's hardwired in, hardwired in now, which is why that activation energy we're reflecting on earlier is so important to understand, right? We have this human drive to want to conserve calories unless we're driven by something that's either going to avoid pain or gain pleasure. So the exercise is coming back to journaling and meditating, meditating on this daily and emotionally connecting to it. So we've got the clarity of the macro, sit in it, marinate in it, talk about it as often as you possibly can. I have the luxury of doing that a little bit on this podcast. Whether someone listens or not, I at least tick that box of exercising my brain's ability to emotionally connect to some of the things that I want to do. I hope that makes sense, okay? So specifically, take time to emotionally connect to what you're working towards, what the goal will look like, and the process, right? Imagine sitting, emotionally connect to the process, the dopamine release of being in the hunt, right? That calming serotonin, oxytocin molecules that are excreted by maybe a deep sense of connection with a coach or a friend or a family member. Perhaps you're working on something together, whatever that looks like, emotionally connect to it. Otherwise, you will just chill the fuck out and you'll be in this, you'll be caught in no man's land between when you're chilling, you think you want to be performing and executing, achieving your goals, but yet you're not doing that because you actually want to chill. And this is kind of this weird energy just leads to heightened anxiety. So stay emotionally connected to what's actually important. The fifth idea is to get an accountability partner or system or mentoring, someone who can keep you accountable. If you're just relying on your own discipline, some of us vary on that scale of discipline, of course, some more, the, uh, more so than others. Perhaps that's trained. Perhaps that's natural. Conversation for another time. The old nature versus nurture. Oh, I love that one. Anywho, I digress. Uh, accountability partners will help keep us 
not just accountable, but on track, moving in the right direction. It's easy to go off course. Don't know if you ever swam in the open water. I've been doing that a lot lately with my training for open water swimming and triathlons and what have you. Fuck me. I always end up going left, right, up, down. <laughs> Whereas if I'm swimming with someone else or I've got someone kind of keeping me on track, pointing in the right direction, you can actually move forward, conserve more energy, be more efficient and actually get to your goals a lot faster. So your exercise, if you don't already have one, is to find an accountability partner. And the sixth idea is you may have the wrong approach. I'm just going to let that sit with you. You may have the wrong approach. There's nothing worse than hurriedly, anxiously working towards a goal if you're on the wrong path, okay? So specifically, what do you need to do? Fucking learn. Fall in love with learning, right? Find a coach, a mentor online. You've got unlimited access to so many different ideas, information. Your job is not to listen or adhere to everything you read or listen to. No, but your job is to have a thirst or curiosity for learning about things that will help you move you towards that goal and then just pivoting and adjusting as you see fit based on that learning. So the exercise for you over the next few days is to dive deeper into a level of research or connect with someone who can help even just a little bit. I'm not talking about a thesis or a PhD in (laughs) whatever, Um, but just start to audit your approach. Is it the right thing that's actually going to move you in the direction of your grand goal? I'll leave it there. Six ways or six ideas to revisit. If you're falling short on your goals, if one of those landed most with you, please let me know. I'd love to I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you know, again, this is just one dude's opinion, if you will. There is a level of education supporting what I'm reflecting on here. Uh, and of course, these have been really pivotal in my personal journey. So I felt it, I guess, valuable to share with you guys. But um, please let me know. would love to get some feedback. And hopefully, that gives you a little nudge in the right direction towards hunting down those goals. There's tons more stuff, but there's six to work with for now. Peace out, guys. Until the next episode, appreciate you tuning in as always. And listen, if you could share this with friends, family, strangers, I don't care. Put it up on your socials. Tag me, ta- uh, tag Braintainment. I'd be forever grateful. Really going hard on this stuff. I want to get this platform out there and be able to support all of you guys that do tune in, that connect with me as much as I can. For that to happen, I need to continue to grow this community and, and stuff I'm doing. So appreciate it, and I'll speak to you next time. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. Really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So That's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.